Hello, everyone. We are the Premium FPL podcast at Premium underscore FPL on Twitter. Um, as always, I'm Callum, joined by Mindy. What an exciting game week, wasn't it? We started off with City coming back uh, and then ended up finished with Antonio and my mate Ben Rama kind of sealing the deal of what, why didn't I put him in. But but never, nevertheless, great game week. Yeah, and... Uh... Lots of lots of goals again, and after all the uh, decision making in the community around Salah and Fernandez, they both they both stay quiet, uh, which is um, it's very uh, stark contrast to how they both did last week, where it was like whichever one you captained, you were happy. It's, it's almost like uh, the gods of FPL reminding us that it's not that simple to nail the captain every week. So um, keeps it interesting, keeps it exciting. Yeah, definitely. Um, and just a quick shout out: we had a, an email just before we came on the podcast that we are is it number eight in soccer podcast in Poland. So big shout out to our Polish followers, uh, in particular, Mindy's <laughs> mate. Uh, yeah, good to good to have a bit of traction over there, and hopefully we can take the podcast worldwide one day. Um, um, yeah, I, I think I think that might be just Kieran listening in Poland. <laughs> that took us to number eight for football in Poland. Uh, yeah, unless, as I was saying, Kieran's recommended some of his mates in Poland, and it's uh, taking off. We'll have to um, we'll have to do a shout out for our for the Polish fan base on the Twitter account and later. See how many Polish <laughs> followers we've got. Uh, yeah, definitely. And we're we're approaching. Is it a thousand Twitter followers on Twitter as well? So making good yeah. ground. So um, I'll, it's a good um segue into the uh the social admin. Uh, Twitter handle is uh, premium underscore FPL. Same on Instagram. YouTube, if you just type in premium player FPL, you'll find us, find us on there. And what else? Uh, we do have a prize league going again this, uh, this season for a bit of cash. Uh, so if you want, if you want entry into the league, just DM us on Twitter or Instagram. We'll tell you what you need to do to get yourself in the league. Uh, Adam, Adam Ellis won, won a bit of cash last season for coming top of that. Uh, so, yeah, if you f- fancy being in the running for some for some some moolah, then uh, get yourself um, get yourself in our DMs. Uh, anything else to um, mention this week? It's another Saturday deadline, isn't it? This week, so don't yeah, no no that. FNF. Yeah, and last one before the international break, and hopefully we'll get some news about the quarantine. Uh, there's been apparently the players aren't gonna, the teams aren't going to send their players to red list countries so maybe we won't have hopefully it won't affect fpl um or if you're mindy and you're cynic unfortunately it won't affect fpl uh no i'm i'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with that uh it makes there's enough big decisions to be made without having to worry about worry about all that stuff so yeah i'll uh, quickly run through what we're talking about today before we get into the game week review um we've got we've got yeah talking about the weekend our points and then as we're both uh, United and City fans, we're um, pro- going to look at how the two Manchester clubs did and what we can learn from both of them for FPL. Uh, then we're looking at, kind of linked to that, with the emergence of the premium players and and then the, the budget price options in some of those some of the respective teams, which which sort of mid price midfielder can best match or cover a premium, so, you know, Jota versus Salah, Ali versus Son, Pogba Greenwood versus Fernandez. Uh, so there could be a few people looking into that this week. So 
hopefully we've got some some stats and some insight there. And then the uh, the, int- the thing we started last week, Snog Mario Void, our own version of uh, Buy Hold Sell, that's back. Uh, added in a little bonus for, for edition this week for the for the managers. Um, a few managers with some new looks, so d- didn't want to miss them out. Show the managers some love for Snog Mario Void. And then we've had um, the question that's on a lot of people's lips um, from Rob Facey on Twitter on how the hell do we get Lukaku in our teams? So that's uh, a good way to wrap up, I think, before we um, go into the, the weekly regular premium planning section. Yeah, definitely. We just had a question actually from Adam around Lukaku. We'll probably answer that at the end. So he's just asking, does he take a four-point deduction for Lukaku? So I think Lukaku is very much on everyone's mind. Brilliant performance mm. against Arsenal. We, we did both. I mean, we weren't saying anything controversial or new that people had heard about, but we did both think they would play well in that game, didn't we? So, yeah, it could be interesting. Yeah, I, mean, I, uh, going forward. I, was, I was messaging you before because I know you like to uh, to bet on Lukaku before the game. I was like, Should we, are we going for it? Like, when, when the Arsenal team sheet came out, I saw, like, when it was Mari and Holden, I just thought, there's no way. I just re- regret not um, looking into that a bit more on the day. But I was um, out on Sunday. But yeah, uh, just it was, as they said on Match of the Day, if you could pick a team and a defender for him to be up against, like it was just kind of like a match made in heaven, that game, wasn't it, for Rom? Yeah, men against boys. I think Fuenes Mary nailing on the halfway line kind of summed it up, really. Yeah. But yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, but was that, so question, moving... that question coming live on the YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, coming from Adam, yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, uh... You should remember to do that thing where you uh, flag it up, if there's that button to flag it up. On the stream, so yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, sweet. Uh, so moving on to the game week, another solid game week for yourself. I think up until probably last night, you were probably really happy with this, weren't you? And then Ben Rama kind of upset it a bit, but still a solid score. Yeah, so it's 76 points. Uh, banks my two free transfers. The transfer I was considering was Rafina to to Ben Rama last week, but then yeah, just the uncertainty around whether Lingard is going to West Ham kind of put me off a little bit. And then I just thought two frees for this week would be it would be good to have, especially with that uncertainty around the international break and stuff. So I'm not I wasn't kicking myself too much about that. Rafinha scored at least. Uh and then yeah, I what, what did we say about Antonio? What a game, what a celebration. Just, um, I think the the only thing that took the gloss off his uh, his evening was the fact that he got his he got his film reference wrong, didn't he? On on Monday Night Football, he, he, he was referring to Dirty Dancing for his celebration. It was what did he call it? Like the last he called he called it the last dance or something, didn't he? <laughs> Which uh, G- G- Gary Neville and and Carragher in the studio were like, oh yeah, that one. And then they realised afterwards that like, they were pretending they knew what he was on about because it was live, but. Really, he just completely messed up his reference. But anyway, like, yeah, he played amazingly in that. The way he took his goals was was great. Just the way they're set up to to feed him looks looks strong as well. The way they counter attack so quickly, so he's not he's not going anywhere. Uh, Son is probably the big concern for my uh, my midfield. Uh, didn't look to have that many chances at the weekend and came off early with um, rumours about maybe a hamstring or tightness in his thigh, which is concerning. So that's something uh, to talk about this week for my team. And yeah, the only other player that got points 
the only player that got points really in midfield was Rafina, uh, Son and Bruno blanks, and then because of Veltman's surprise injury, I had to play Gilmore this week, which wasn't ideal uh, against City. So that's um, another flaw in my team. I think there's a few people like me who've got Ben White, Simicas, and Veltman, which is three defenders not playing this week, which uh, gives a, a, lot, a lot of decisions to make this week for people. So we'll um. I'll try to cover that off when we get to the end around my transfers. And my rank right. my rank quickly is two th- 233k. Lovely, lovely stuff. I was just checking my rank there. It's a bit below yours. So I, I got a 76 as well, like yourself. A bit different in terms of I had Harvey Barnes, unfortunately, last night, who didn't look great again. Leicester didn't look great. I know the 10 men kind of scuppered him a bit, but West Ham were very much on top of that game. So he's actually already come out of my team. Um, we'll talk about transfers later. Um, but of the differences to yourself, Grealish, good to see him doing well, even though he's, his goal it kind of just hit him. He didn't really <laughs> have to do much. The way he celebrated, that's as if he scored a 30-yard screamer in his debut. But but nevertheless, he's still got eight points. Um, good to see City back. Uh, and then, yeah, probably just Tony's the other one, isn't he? He's another concern. Two blanks now. Um, his stats are still quite good. So just a question of whether he gets that goal. And at 6.5 with Lukaku and all the money kind of emerging elsewhere, it's one of them. Do you keep hold of him and hope he gets a few goals and proves value at 6.5? Um, I think... The fact that Harvey Barnes probably more of a pressing issue. Well, he is to get rid of him just because I, I don't think that Leicester team's firing at the moment. So, yeah, other than that, Danny Ings, I think he's had one shot on target, non-pen, uh, and it was a bicycle kit, some finish. But he's one who's got Brentford at home next, and then after that, their fixtures kind of fall off a cliff. So he he's probably the one that will make way for the inevitable rom hole that I need to build Um but yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the premiums kind of develop next few weeks, uh, and that, that I think that'll be at the forefront of everyone's mind, won't it? Yeah, so the, um, it's just reminded me looking at your team now. Which for the podcast listeners, probably run through the names because not everyone's seen the graphics. So yeah, you've got Alexander Arnold and Shaw there. Uh, Shaw in, in defence. Shaw, it's quite interesting. You got two bonus points um, without an attacking return or a clean sheet. It's not often you see. You see that, but maybe sort of suggests like how that he is racking up the chances and crosses into the box, etc., which is what the baseline bonus seems to favour. So something to touch on later as well around United's defence and should we keep patience or not? And then uh, you've got Simicast there. He, what what a as you I think as you said, what a gift, what a gift he's been. Um, <laughs> yeah, gift from God at four million. It, the question is with Robbo on the bench at the weekend and Chelsea coming next, does he yeah. kind of revert back? There might be a chance that he does get that Chelsea game uh, and then give Robbo the international break to kind of recover. But even then, it's Chelsea. It's a tough game with their playing. So yeah, it's and uh, we, we both had Sanchez in that for the for their clean sheet. Brighton um, looks quite assured against against Watford. So. Happy, happy to keep him. It's just uh, so annoying about Veltman. Like, I think Potter knew, like, he, he would have known, like, in four game with one that that situation seems to have kept it quiet. That he had that close contact, and um, and now he's saying that because of his lack of training, he probably won't make this week, and so that leaves probably leaves him coming back after the international break, and then um, 
will he get back into the team, etc. It's just the doubt, doubt you don't want. So it's an annoying one. Um, but yeah, uh, can't, can't complain too much there. Um, so what did you say your rank was? It's about 380,000. So I think I'm about 10 points behind you. I think that's from the first week, isn't it? So hopefully claw that back over the next couple of weeks. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. The, the thing at the we moment... We both made early transfers this week, haven't we? So... Um, yeah, you have, yeah. To, you, you, have to, you have to keep tuned in to the end for the uh, live reveal. Yeah, I made my Sunday evening with the price rises. My famous go early at the start of the season, catch those price rises. Hopefully, it'll pay off again. We'll see. Um, yeah, I, I went last night because there just seemed to be so much volatility last night. Um, like after that West Ham game, the uh, like the, the the site I went FPL statistics. I went on it to check straight after the game just to see what was going on, and it, it was actually down for ten minutes. So everyone must have been doing the same thing and seeing if they could uh wait the day or not. yeah exactly but then yeah he was showing like 130 percent chance of, of rising like within 10 15 minutes of the game finishing so so yeah i think there have been a, quite a lot of people who've um reacted last night but yeah we'll get to that later so we'll start with the first topic of the pod um so it's around city's kind of performance in united's almost well it was completely flip reversal from game eight one isn't it so it just shows you we don't have enough data yet to kind of make a full a full um assessment of teams you kind of got to wait for three or four or five even five game weeks before you kind of get a sense of where a team's at um and then obviously city five nil at the weekend against norwich Probably the perfect team to bounce back against other than Arsenal, I'd say. No, I'm joking. Um, just in the sense that they kind of... There's teams that you probably don't want to play down there who kind of make it ugly, dirty kind of thing. And Norwich just let City walk all over them in a sense. Norwich kind of turned up like, we'll play football. And if you turn up to Etihad and play football in terms of going toe-to-toe, there's only going to be one winner, um, as we found over the past few years. you kind of got to play on the counter-attack. So it's probably too much too big of a kind of conclusion to make that city are back firing because it was five nil because there will be tougher tests to come um but one performance that did stand out was this this man on the right wing he was he was phenomenal um and 8.5 million it's almost as if does he become an option up front i know there's a bit of competition there but in terms of his performance he'll definitely play this weekend for sure after that he was he was phenomenal linking up with uh, Kyle Walker down the right side. As you can see there, two assists, two big chances created, four crosses into box, three chances, yep. Nine touches in the opposition box. Uh, like I said, it's only Norwich, so maybe don't take too big of a conclusion. But I just think he looked uh, very natural in that position. And he, he plays in the wing for Brazil, doesn't he? So it's almost as if he might come alive in that position and definitely one to keep an eye on. But in terms of City as a whole, yeah, I don't think... I don't think anyone's kind of emerged as, as the person to get yet. So it's almost like wait and see over the next. I know I've got Grealish, but in terms of FPL, I was actually talking to my brother at the game and I was like, he doesn't look good as an FPL asset here at all. Because he, he just, he kind of was assisting the assister in a way. Like he wants to look pretty outside the box. He, he's not kind of, he wasn't taking up like the killer position from an FPL perspective. So it's one to keep an eye on. I probably won't sell well, I won't sell Grealish this week, but it's one where I'll probably watch the next couple of games and see how his position's evolving in the team. Right, okay. And I guess from the from this Jesus performance, you'd probably say that if you've got Mares, it probably gives you a bit of doubt. Like that right wing performance from Jesus. And I think after the game, when he was asked, like, 
whoever asked him the question was like, you know, was it strange if you're playing on the right wing? And as you just said, he was like, no, I've been playing right wing for Brazil for two, two years. So it didn't feel like it was, it was fine. So I think he's happy to play there. Uh, so it just, it kind of means there's, there's more, a lot of people thought before the season that Mares was kind of the main option for the right wing. There wasn't with Ipanago. Yeah, we thought especially. there was no competition. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's... And then out of nowhere, we've now got Zeus as a right winger in the making. Yeah, and he kind of revel he like he struggles up front, but funnily enough, that right wing position he was taking up, he was ahead of the striker, which was Torres. So he's almost as if he was playing as a right forward in a sense. So maybe that's position he might come home and if he gets a few goals out there, maybe maybe he will become a, an option. Yeah, interesting as you say, one one to watch, see how um see if we can start to see a pattern in Pep's teams and who, who plays in the Premier League, who plays in Europe, etc. It's, it's kind of really hard to know what he's thinking after two games. Yeah, it's one to definitely want to watch the Arsenal because I'll be I'll be very surprised if he doesn't get the game against that. So we've, we've got another game to watch there and kind of make a conclusion from there. Uh, on the other side, United had a bit of a tough performance, would you say, against Southampton? They kind of got back into the game in the second half and they looked like they were going to romp it at one point, but then Things just slow down and regressive again, weren't they? Yeah, it was a lot of to and fro in the game in terms of the momentum. I think when uh, Hassan Hootel made his changes, uh, Southampton got back into it and uh, Chairdoms and Armstrong looked to be linking up quite well at times. That could be a emerging strike partnership there. Uh, regarding United, I think from, from the eye test, it kind of looked like the defence wasn't that settled. Like having Matic there as protection didn't really work compared to McTominay and Maguire was ending up in positions which he doesn't like to be in and making bad passes and give it back. got his customary uh, yellow card, like 18 yellows last season. I, wonder if he'll, I don't know if he'll get that many again, but um, it was, yeah, he, he picked up a yellow for... I, think, I can't remember who it was. It was about running past him. It might have been Che Adams. And he just took him out because he, he knew there was no way he was catching him. But then as this data we've seen on Twitter overnight shows that you know, they've not actually conceded that many shots in the box, United. It's just, I think the, where they have conceded, they've just been high XG chances. Uh, where the comparison here is Spurs. So Spurs have conceded 25 shots in the box and kept two clean sheets. Whereas United... They've conceded just six, six shots in the box, but haven't haven't had a clean sheet. So it kind of shows how things maybe haven't settled yet. Uh, it does sort of suggest that if you've got Luke Shaw, maybe have a bit of patience. Clean sheets might might still come. Uh, so yeah, I'd, Shaw's not someone I'm looking to to get rid of yet. Ma- mainly probably due to having other bigger concerns in my team. Uh, and yeah, happy to give him a bit more time. But from watching it and the way Southampton did manage to get at United quite a bit during the game, I think that 5.5 defensive bracket player is probably better spent on a Chelsea defensive asset uh, in the next two to three weeks as we get ready for that that good Chelsea run that's coming up. Uh, elsewhere, Bruno, yeah, I mean, that, that foul has been talked about a lot. Was it a foul? Was it not? But yeah, that tackle on him that led to Southampton scoring. What's you're shaking your head there? What's what's your you, you think never you should... a foul? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, debate, debatable one. I saw Brendan Brind- Rodgers on MNF was like, "How is that not a foul?" Um, but yeah, it's um, it's overall it's good to see like a lot of those fouls just being let go. It keeps the game flowing. So hopefully some of those will go United's way um, elsewhere in the season. Uh, Pogba was had a, a good game again, I thought, and um, it was interesting that whenever a ball went into the box from a free kick or a corner. He was just so close to be getting on the end of things. Um, it, usually it just seems like from last season, United's tactic was just look for Maguire and just try and get his head on it. Whereas now Pogba, I think whether it's the arrival of the uh, the set-piece coach that United have got now, this, there's a bit more variation and Pogba's either getting his, getting his head on it or there for a rebound. So I can see him getting... A few goals from from set pieces this season, which is which could be um, interesting. With if his assist numbers stay high, will um, it could be one where if you're not planning on captaining Bruno for a few weeks, you could just maybe have Pogba or Greenwood, and that's um, something we'll look at later in that uh, section on who can cover who best for premiums. Um, but yeah, I think that sort of was about it for the for the game. I guess the other thing to keep an eye on for United is how Sancho fits in. You'd think Oli's going to try and work him into the starting lineup sooner rather than later now after um, losing a bit of momentum. Yeah, just a quick one on Shaw. I watched the game and like I say, I wasn't surprised to see him get two bonus points because he was taking pretty much every corner, every set piece, every whipping. And it's almost as if he kind of reluctant to sell him. But remember last year when everyone did have him, his points, he got, he got a lot, but he didn't probably get his, what his performance kind of justified. And maybe that might be a similar story this year, that he always looks good, but he doesn't get the points because he doesn't get the clean sheets and say Chelsea defender. So it will be interesting to kind of follow that. I think I think people are probably reluctant to take him out at the moment because the performances are still there, aren't, aren't they, for sure? Yeah, and it's just, it's just uh, as we've said, a lot of people have got other problems. People are wondering how to get Ben Rama. People have got cheap defenders they need to replace, like Ben White, etc. Or... Or people are wondering how to get Lukaku or Calvert-Lewin, etc., in the forward line for Tony. So I, I can't see Shaw having a price drop just yet. But I think maybe in the coming weeks, if United don't get a clean sheet or he doesn't get in a second return, he could start to um, leak a bit of value, which is um, something we'll have to assess. Yeah, we'll move on to what you talked about there, the kind of... With the emergence of the premiums, you've almost got to kind of choose whether you're going to have Lukaku, Fernandez, trying to think, Salah um, or Son. Like, you're not going to be able to afford all four. Um, and it was only last week that everyone was raving about Son. I know his injury kind of last week stalled his momentum a bit. But if he, he scores a goal again at the weekend, like a lot of teams will kind of be wondering how to get him in, and especially the Kane news develops and stuff. So... This graph here is from TED Talks FBL. We used a graph last week. Uh, some very good graphs from, I recommend this Twitter account if you're an FBL player. But this kind of, this was before the Antonio Benrahma masterclass last night. So I expect them to be a lot higher up along the grid here. But this, this just summarizes kind of shots and chances created and how you can make the comparisons between the premium assets. So obviously, if you look at the bottom there, Trent, he's miles clear of everyone else in terms of Trent chances created. So he's pretty much a must for everyone's teams. But then when you look at kind of the plays you want to make, 
kind of comparisons against when you look at Fernandez and Pogba, for example. Pogba's had more chances created. He's only had one less shot. Um, and similar big chances created, big chances as well. So he, for me, probably the standout at the moment, because when you look at Yotta, he's a bit further down than Salah in terms of this grid, whereas Fernandez and Pogba are both pretty close. And then there's also the comparison between Son and Ali, but Ali doesn't even qualify on this grid. I think what helps Delhi is the penalties. As you can see, he took a penalty at the weekend. So if he takes another penalty and scores that, then that might be coming into the thinking. But I think... In terms of Son, if you didn't want Son, I wouldn't look for Ali. I'd probably look at a Rafinha or someone else. Whereas if you wanted to make a United investment, then if Pogba keeps up the form, then I'd probably say Bruno to Pogba is probably the one that's standing out at the moment. The only worry you have is if Pogba gets moved back into the centre of midfield. But if he's playing that well after two games, he kind of progresses that. It's almost as if, why would Ali want to change his position? So maybe... Maybe that's the standout one for me after two games to try and make way for big Rom up top. Yeah, and then I think just to maybe touch on Greenwood a little bit, he um, was moved from the uh, like from the number nine position at the weekend for Martial, but Martial didn't didn't look great. Um, so you would think Greenwood's going to go back up top? So there's two potential options there that are, you could downgrade from for Fernandez in Greenwood and Pogba. The um, the main bonus that Fernandez still has is the uh, p- penalties in his locker and the amount of penalties that United seem to win, especially last season. So I think once once we've uh, got a couple more games out of the way, and like there's a couple of games, I think it's it game week four where we've earmarked Fernandez for captain home to Newcastle. Mm-hmm. I think I'll probably reassess after that. Like I might, if I'm then not going to captain Fernandez for quite a few weeks. I might then, yeah, make that make that downgrade to Greenwood or Pogba, and then use the money elsewhere for for something else. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's interesting to see it, to see it charted out like this, isn't it? And then we should maybe just what an outlier Lukaku with eight shots. He's head yeah, and shoulders. We think he's shot he's had one game, and everyone else has had two, and he's he's had. He's pretty. He's had three chances created as well. So it's not as if he's just shooting like that. Performance was pretty much pretty sensational for it well for his second debut yeah exactly i think uh he's definitely sort of stuck his his flag in the sand doesn't he lukaku with that performance uh, and it's just the way i think that chelsea is set up to create chances for him like reese james had a blinding game um and you'd think that once chiller gets back into the team there'll be a good set of crosses and deliveries coming in from that side on a more consistent basis. Not that Alonso's played badly, but just Chilwell's a bit more... You'd say he's slightly better uh, in terms of his ability to get up and down the line, um, even if their deliveries are quite similar. He just He's a bit more dynamic up and down. So I think there'll be even more chances coming his way once Chilwell is, uh, is match fit. So should, should we move on to um, the next graphic, which is data yep. from including yesterday. So this, what we've got up at the moment is the top 10 for expected goal involvement over the last two weeks. So expected goal involvement is expected goals um, plus expected assists. So Antonio uh, top 2.72 and then Dominic Harvard-Lewin second. Um, it's That includes the fact that he's had a penalty, which which is a, a quite a big boost to your XG. I think 
you know, after United played Leeds and looked amazing, and I sort of said, not really sure how to how good United were. I do wonder if it's kind of similar here with Cabot Lewin. Like there was a lot of chances for him in that game, and he did look he did look like Everton were able to create for him very consistently. I just wonder if again it's maybe the fact that Leeds were quite open. Um, I maybe want to see game or two more of how that pans out before going for Calvert-Lewin. Uh, but yeah, definitely looks promising. And um, Ings, I can see after next week, Ings to Calvert-Lewin being popular with people, similar price and the fixtures, dry, the fixture turn is quite quite drastic for, for Ings. Uh, did, you, did you say he had one, he's had one shot in the box or something? Thing. I'm sure I read that. I think I think yeah. it's one shot on tar- either one shot or one shot on target, and it was a bicycle kick. I know he only had one shot the first game, and it was a penalty. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They, they don't they don't look to have gelled yet. Like now, now that they've lost Grealish and they've got quite a few players, it, the attack doesn't look to have gelled quite yet. So yeah, I can see that being popular. Um, losing Ings, and then um, it's interesting still to see in this in this top ten, Lukaku's number five after one game. It's crazy that, isn't it? So, it do, yeah, it's... And then Pogba, Pogba is above Bruno uh, for like, expected goal involvement. 1.37 for Pogba, 1.28 for Bruno. So it adds a bit more weight to that sort of, is Bruno maybe the, the one premium you can maybe downgrade out of him, Salah, and who's the Interesting other one? Interesting that there's no Salah on this though, isn't there? It, yeah, it is interesting, but then I think with the fact that he's, he's got pens, he's got the pedigree, I I, I wouldn't... And it's, it's just the fact that you don't have to worry about his start as much. If if Yotta wasn't rotating with Firmino, you wouldn't... like It'd be an easier case to make for maybe making that downgrade to, to, to Yotta. But the fact that there is that threat there, where, and as you've just said, Pogba doesn't look like... To, He's not really going to drop out of the team at the moment, you don't think? So, so yeah, I think of yeah. the of the of those, if I was looking to reallocate funds and one premium had to go, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm not sure I'd do it now because of the game against Newcastle coming up, where I think I'm going to want to captain him. But after that, if these data trends continue and Pogba is Pogba or Greenwood are still sort of coming close to matching Bruno or beating him, that would be probably where I look to make that. That money saving, yeah, and you forget Salah was probably an inch away from another good captaincy hall, and probably this that probably didn't take into account his offside. Oh yeah, so that's an, that's an example of one where yeah the stats don't tell the story because it was ruled out for offside VAR. So yeah, if 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 that had gone in and he'd had that shot in the box, like his xG would be quite a bit higher, and he'd be probably yeah as you say on this list. Another player who stands out for me. I know you went. Bob probably both not going to go there. He's a Adama Traore. He had another two clear cut chances last week, especially one where he's through on goal against Lloris. And I think Wolves' fixtures kind of turn after. I think I sent you the stats around. I think Wolves have had the most shots out of any Premier League team since the start, since game week one, and uh, they've not scored a goal yet, which is probably a sad indictment of Adama. But if he kind of gets a couple, then maybe you never know, he could become an option. Yeah, so he's number three on this list. Um, he's like he's like the opposite of Son. He's the um, massively the anti XG. Yeah, um, Brighton should, maybe Brighton should sign him. Um, I don't know. It's yeah. I think as you say, until I see him 
It's the fact that whenever he shoots as well, when you watch, it doesn't look like he's, a, he's like aiming for the corners or trying to sort of position it where he's trying to beat the keeper. It's very much just like, let's keep this on target. And it's just, everything just seems to be straight straight at the keeper. Um, you don't have that sense of confidence when he's through on goal that, that he is going to finish, which is just off-putting to me. So yeah, not, not really looking there at the moment. Got a comment from Sam here, uh, holding Chilwell, Chilwell for game week one. That's that's unfortunate. When you look at the performance that Alonso had in the game week one, Reese James, James last game week, that, that's an unfortunate call because if you had either of the fullback, you would have been laughing, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's a tricky one that I wouldn't really know what to do because you, you think he's going to come into the team sooner rather than later, but then... It's really hard. I think you'd have to. I'd be if I, if I had chill, I'd be listening intently to um, the press conference on Thursday or Friday just to see when when he is coming back into the team. Yeah, so moving on to our new feature this season, the Snog Marry Avoid uh, feature. I'd just like to say, last game week, the three that I picked out was it was it Greenwood, Antonio, both both bangs, Snog Marry, Snog and Marry, and then Avoid Harvey Barnes at all costs. Unfortunately for me, I didn't. And uh, yeah, another before poor performance from Leicester. So we've had a strike rate of one from one in so far in this. So hopefully, Mindy, you can take the reins and uh, have another good performance. Yeah, so just to go over what this section is for any people who've joined us in the past week or so, this is our sort of uh, Love Island version of uh, buy, hold, sell. So snog is buy, marry is hold, avoid is sell. So yeah, and it's based on our own teams rather than like the three and the three players overall. It's kind of looking at mine and Callum's team each week and deciding who, who best fits the the snog Murray avoid category. So should we um should we get started? So yeah, so th- th- this week I'm snogging snogging Big Rom. Um, I'm, I'm, I might struggle to get near him to get my tongue down him with the way his performance is going. Um, I'd be um. I'll be, I'll be on the floor, like trying to slide tackle him to try and uh, try to try and. I'll be like Pablo Amari, just making a rush tackle in the box to try and get him on my level. But yeah, just that that performance, the fact that he's competing with players on the stats after two games from one game shows like how dominant he was. And um, as we've said earlier on, Chelsea just they kind of look like a slick world machine at the moment. Everything's primed. It was one thing I thought was interesting was that. After the game, Tuchel said they've not even really fully made a plan for how to use Lukaku yet. He kind of just said to him, "Go out, play. Let's see what you can do, and then we'll we'll fine tune afterwards." So that's quite ominous. The fact that they've not even really fully in- embedded him into the tactics yet, and he's already off to a flyer. So yeah, only one one candidate for the snog this week for me. Mary, I know you picked um, Antonio for for the marry last week but um surely should be real here. he can't just copy mine but there's there's two antonios now there's the cardboard cutout and there's this one so <laughs> you, 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 you can you can have the cardboard cutout and i'll have the real deal um <laughs> very good um so yeah that's 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 the marry sorted for this week i don't think anybody is losing antonio everyone's holding or looking to get him in so yeah perfect fit for, for marriage material um yeah everyone says they look for someone with a sense of humor don't they so he, he fits the bill. Like whenever, as soon as he starts talking, just the way he, he speaks just sort of makes you laugh. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely Antonio up there. His first goal yesterday was brilliant, wasn't it? 
the one where he just rolled the defender and just smashed it. Yeah, top notch. Interesting. And then, yeah, I think of the the players in my team, if I if I had like a, a free transfer, it would probably if I had like a spare transfer to to make that a switch, it probably would be sure. Which is it is unlucky that he's uh, that he is here, but it's just. I think we've we've spoken about needing as much money as we can in midfield and attack, and also just we're going to want a Chelsea defender soon. So yeah, it is. I think it's not. I'm not going to lose him this week, but he's unless there's a marked increase in how improvement in how United are playing and attacking returns actually come to fruition. I think it will be uh, sure to um, like Reese James or. Rudiger or Christensen, something like that, uh, in the coming in the coming weeks for me. Um, game week seven, definitely. I think there'll be a lot of people making that transfer. And as we touched on before, we want to be protecting our team value at this stage of the season. And I can see Shaw starting to drop soon if if there aren't points incoming. So, so yeah, it was it was. I don't know. You're saying it's uh, a bit. A bit interesting, a bit controversial. It, it would it would have been your avoid from my team this week. Uh trying to think who you kind of you don't at least you hear respectable, you've gone from one of your premium assets. You could have easily gone for Veltman and you wouldn't have really told anyone anything new. So it's you've got a strong team. I'm trying to think trying to remember off the top of my head what's different from mine. Uh I guess uh so... Gil, having to start Gilmore is a bit of a problem for me if that keeps happening. Uh, but yeah, as you say, I, I, I didn't want to come on and say one of the 4.5s would have been a bit boring. Yeah, no, fair enough. Shaw probably is the one. Son, it's unfair with Son after after we were hailing him after the first week. We can't just U-turn like that. So yeah, that's probably fair enough. I think the, the uncertainty around the injury and stuff meant I didn't I didn't go for Son. But if if it was if there is this niggling doubt about his about his hamstring, and the other thing is that you Nuno the way he does his press conferences. He's up there with with the best of them for being as vague as possible, so I can see him not confirming like on Friday, which is annoying. Um, so that's something that's in the back of my mind. Um, but yeah, we're going to get to our transfers like shortly, so we'll um, keep that under wraps for now. We've got a few questions flying in, but we'll move on to our bonus feature first, and then we'll answer a few questions. So. Just obviously, our features snog, marry, avoid. But as you've all seen across the Premier League first two game weeks, something that's catching Mindy's eye is the the new fresh look for the gaffers, aren't you? So something that you're enjoying? Yeah, definitely. So we're doing a snog, marry, avoid manager edition one week only, I think. Just um, a bit of fun. So um, watching uh, United Southampton, couldn't help but notice uh, Hassan Hootel's new look on the touchline. Um, I was watching it with my mate Josh and he said, he looks like he's just got Instagram over the summer, and like he's he's had been getting a few shopping ads, and he's got a brand new look, like influencer ready. He's um he's rocking the uh, the suit and trainers look. He's it's something that Pep's been trying to do for like five years, like master how to wear a suit with trainers, and then here comes Hasanuto and nails it, nails it in one week. So <laughs> not I only think, suit um, and trainers, buddy waistcoat to top it. He's gone all out. Yeah, um, and it was uh, getting a bit of attention on Twitter. A lot of people, a lot of people noticing. So I think there's um, there might be a few people there with me trying to snog Aston all this week. And if you're marrying, then are you marrying uh, Mr. Potter or 
Yeah, Mar- 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 Mario and Mr. Potter, I think. The uh, the the beard's caught a few eyes, hasn't it? It's um it's completely changed his look. It, it's interesting that he, he was asked before before the season what's changed for Brighton this season. He said just, just the beard. Um I think he's a good candidate for me to marry as well. I feel like we'd have a lot in common. Um, you know, Brighton massively underperform the XG when it comes to scoring and in my career, I've probably massively underperformed my expected bangs. So we, we, we'll have something in common in that, in that respect. Fucking hell. Uh, right, and you, you're avoiding Klopp at all costs, eh? Well, it just, just reminded me, um, when, I, when we set up this podcast and I had to like get it onto Apple Podcasts and all that, you have to set whether it's going to be explicit or P- PG and suit for everyone. So I, I did put explicit, so... We'll, have to, we'll definitely have to keep that on if we keep in Stogmar avoiding for the future. Uh, and yeah, Klopp, unfortunately, Klopp without glasses is just, it's just not the same, is it? He's just that iconic, that iconic shot of him with his cap on and the glasses on. It's just, he's the, he's the manager I'm avoiding for this, I think. I don't think the glasses are ever going to come back as well. It sounds like he's had laser eye surgery or something. So we'll all have to um, make do with, uh, no hipster glasses on Klopp anymore. Maybe he just needed a fresh change to kind of get his Liverpool team back performing. Maybe that's the secret to success. Maybe, but yeah. We best move on to FPL before yeah. we lose any listeners. Someone's tuning into this thinking, what the fuck's going on here? So we'll, move, we'll move back on to... Uh, I'll tell you what, we'll answer a few questions before we do yeah. our premium play segment. Um, cool. First one's from Adam. Is it genius or madness captaining Ings this weekend? You're throwing that one to me, yeah. Yeah, go for it. It's 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 definitely a risky one, I think, with his stats. I think I think if if he hadn't been getting his goals just from penalties and overhead kicks, you'd be a bit more confident. But it it's he doesn't look to have a steady stream of chances flowing his way. Uh, while his finishing is amazing, and which we saw at the weekend, he can score from score from anything. I think before I before I was going to captain him, I'd want to see Aston Villa playing a bit better and the chance creation being a bit more consistent. Uh, I just think there's better options this week than Ings. What, what do you think? Yeah, no, I'm happy to go along with that. Captains is a this week's probably the one way. You... It can be a variety of options in it compared to other weeks. If I kind of first two have been Salah or Bruno, and then going forward, once Lukaku emerges as well, it's going to be the same three or four choices. So maybe this is the week that you kind of go a bit risky in terms of captain. Antonio's probably another one, isn't he? Who stands out, Crystal Palace. So there is Son against Watford if he's fit. So I reckon there's definitely a decision to make this weekend. I'm probably like you going off the stats. I know he's scored two in two, but. Ings probably is someone that I wouldn't captain. Yeah, it is interesting that you mentioned that though. That this is the week where you know, for for listeners who were tuned into us last season, um, this is probably the week where you can come out of the missionary position and take a bit of a take a bit of a gamble on something else. Um, but I think it's more for the. I, I, I think with the way I'm trying to play this season, I'm going to keep the the risks and taking those chances for second half of the season. I think. Cool. Uh, next one from Sam. Should I sell Kane for Lukaku? What do you hell? If you if you still got Kane after two game weeks, fair play. My answer is 
Yes. Yeah, I think unless there's unless Kane suddenly at City and Pep says he's going to be in the starting line, I think until the transfer windows, yeah, until there's some clarity on that, I would probably probably do that. I think. And, and he's got a hard game, hasn't he, this week, Lukaku, but everyone's, a lot of people aren't wanting to touch him, but I think I can see him just pinning on, like he's, he's not going to position himself, if he's smart, he'll position himself up against Matip and try and try and have some success there. I can, I can still see him scoring, and he's. I think he's close to a rise, a rise in price already. If he scores against Liverpool, he could be 11.7, 11.8 by... By, by this time next week, yeah. so 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 yeah, I think while Kane's not playing, his price is dropping as well. So even even just for the sets in the team value aspect, probably would probably would make that move. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an interest interesting one. That was, um, what was I going to say then? Um, I guess on the flip side, Tottenham have two good fixtures. So he came he came yeah. off the bench the weekend, and then maybe if if Son if Son does have this injury thing, maybe then. Nuno will be forced into starting him. I don't know. It's I'd 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 see what see what's said about Kane over the next couple of days in the press press conferences and the media, and uh, yeah, maybe take the call because Kane Kane dropped last night. His price dropped right. last night, so you don't have to make that decision now. You've already missed the. You've already the value's already dropped, so you don't have to rush into it. I guess you, the thing that might maybe force your hand and make you go before the press conferences is if uh, Lukaku's set to rise. Before you might as well catch that if you're sure of if you are quite confident on you want Lukaku over Kane. What I was going to say, comparing comparing Chelsea and Liverpool, I know they both got six points, but Chelsea have been a lot more assertive in their performances. I'd say I think Liverpool quite lucky to not concede against Norwich uh, and then Burnley at the weekend. So yeah, I think I think Chelsea look a lot more like confident in how they're playing. I think this is the first big test for Van Dijk back after his injury, isn't it? So it's one of them. If if Van Dijk kind of tackles him and performs really well against Lukaku, then probably that Liverpool defence, you could kind of say that they are back and almost as good as they were two years ago. But this could easily be Lukaku getting two, two three goals, I'd say. Yeah. Um, it's... It's just uh, it's 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 good to have these premium strikers like a premium striker back in the game like the, it mixes things up a bit doesn't it everyone was on having like two or three around the seven point five bracket so it's, it's good to have a bit of variety back. Cool, got a couple of questions from Froxy and then two from Benjamin, but we'll answer one just because we're probably running out of time a bit. Uh, this one from Froxy: Should he captain Antonio or Bruno? And that that is probably the dilemma that I'm going to have this weekend. I'm just edging towards Antonio after his performance at the the weekend. No, Bristol Palace was nil nil at the weekend. They kind of drew. They got beat off Chelsea before that. Um, maybe maybe they do keep it tight against West Ham. But I just think West Ham, along with Chelsea, have been the standout team for me. And with Chelsea playing Liverpool, then West Ham is probably the standout fixture. Yeah, it's. I think those two are the top two options this week, and it's going to be close. I'm not sure yet. Uh, you'd say for Bruno though that um, if the if the sort of trends from last season continue, where United were a lot better away from home, Bruno did. I think he did get more points away than he did at home last season, which is something to think about. So 
Dway Wolves have been playing as well, quite open, as you said, lots of shots. Teams that come out and play tend to suit United, so it does make it a tricky one that uh yeah, not sure at the moment. Last one from Ben. He's, his first question was should he get Pinnock in? Uh but this kind of links to that anyway. So he's saying best defender for five million. Simicas, Sanchez or Pinnock, who he's referred to in his previous question. So that is that is a tough question, isn't it? Five mil. I'm trying to think who who would be my go-to there. Simicast probably wouldn't because Rebo's back uh, and that Tottenham defence has been quite lucky to not concede yet and it'd be interesting to see how they kind of develop over the next few weeks. Um, yeah, but so if, it's, mil, if it's for five million, I'd probably, if you're considering Tottenham, rather than Sanchez, I'd go for uh, uh, Reguillon or Reguillon, however you say his name, because he's been getting forward a lot and at least then if Tottenham do revert to the, the mean in terms of actually conceding the goal with the amount of chances they've been conceding, at least there's assist potential, there's attacking returns potential with with uh, Reguillon, which you don't have with uh, Damington Sanchez as much. So I think that that would be my pick for, for five million. Uh, one other defender maybe, just maybe to mention. Kufal, Kufal, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Leeds' fixtures... I know they concede they've not been looking good, but their fixture run is is amazing pretty much from now. They've got Burnley and they've got Liverpool, which is like their only tough game up until like game week 10. So they've got game week five, Newcastle, game week six, West Ham, game week seven, Watford, game week eight, Southampton, game week nine, Wolves, game week 10, Norwich. So that, that does look a good run for getting on a defender and... Uh, Ailing does have he does get forward as well as we he, he was noted last season for somehow avoiding an attacking return all season but I think he is going to get a few this season so so yeah a little shout out to Ailing there cool I think he already has regular on so he's, so oh, he's okay. got a few other options there but yeah no, good shout nevertheless I forgot how good Leeds fixtures were actually and that's almost the early wild card, get a few leads in, get Lukaku in. Oh, that's going to be tempting me. So we'll just close the show before we move on to um, what transfers are going to make this weekend. Just talk about, we've already already talked about this week, but in terms of that premium player, obviously we've all got two or three, maybe even four in our teams. Um, just talk about the captaincy over the next few weeks. Like I say, this week's probably, probably Bruno Antonio. And then Bruno, that next game against Newcastle, you'd say, wouldn't you? Uh, looking at those fixtures there. Oh, Rom, if you've got Rom, Aston Villa. So those people who do make that early transfer for Rom, they'll be licking the lips, won't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's going to be Bruno versus Rom, game week four, definitely. And then five will be Salah, Crystal Palace at home, won't it? That's probably quite a straightforward one. Uh, and then Salah plays Brentford the week after uh, United Aston Villa. So you back to probably Bruno or Salah again. So it is probably just this week, isn't it, where you've not got the Bruno Salah debate or well, Roma kind of enters the conversation. But that this week's probably going to be interesting in that sense. Yeah, I should probably mention here that uh, Son, if Son's confirmed fit by Nuno, he he's an option Watford at home as well this week. Actually, if you've got Son. Yep. Just so we'll move. I don't think Nuno's going to do that, but yeah. Cool. We'll move on to our transfers this week. I'll just get my team up now. So I've actually already made my two transfers. Like I said, 
in previous podcasts, we kind of, especially on the season, kind of go early with your transfers and kind of get on their price rises, um, especially with no midweek fixtures. So you can kind of, the chances of injury are reduced away from European fixtures when it gets a bit tougher, tougher towards Christmas as such. Um, so my two transfers this week is I took Ben White out because COVID, he's going to be out for at least another week, isn't he? His price is probably going to drop. So I took him out for Shane Duffy. I did that at the weekend. With his performance, like you say, Veltman probably won't be back now till after the international break. So he's definitely going to get another game, isn't he? Especially a goal and a clean sheet. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't get another game. The only thing is, with the way Calvert-Lewin's kind of playing, they might concede that game. But you never know. Uh, and then the other transfer is brought in Mason Greenwood for for Harvey Barnes. Uh, so I was kind of I did that before MNF. So if Harvey Barnes got a hat trick, I probably would have been ruining that change. But as it was, I'm probably quite happy with that. The only other one would be Ben Rama, and it's almost as if I'm going to be saying the same thing in another few weeks. Like why didn't I get him in? Um, but his, his stats, he's kind of doing the Lingard role that. His big chances created and big chance and big chances kind of getting in the position to score. It's, it, it's quite minimal, but when you looked at Lingard last season, he, he was the same. It's almost as if does that number ten in West Ham just kind of defy all logic? Uh, so it'd be interesting to kind of follow that conversation going forward. I think uh, captaining Antonio this weekend might be a good way of kind of balancing against the Ben Rama owners. Um, obviously, if Ben Rama scores and Antonio doesn't, then that won't that won't pay effect but that could be a way of kind of counteracting that yeah mitigating the risk a little bit um so yeah we should probably mention that we don't we, you've gone early for the team ride aspect haven't you the, the value um yeah did that sunday early. night because duffy and greenwood were both rising and i wouldn't have been able to make that change the morning after so yeah that's the reason i've gone early yeah, and uh, with, with all the expensive players, I think with all the premiums that we're going to want, I think this season is definitely one to uh, try and try and build some team value at the start of the season, as we've sort of been saying. Um, so I, I've also gone kind of early with my transfers. I've actually made three. So I went after uh, after MNF last night. Um, couldn't couldn't talk about snogging Lukaku and not bring him in. So. You brought Robin. That's a live reveal. That wow, you kept that. Um, man to keep that under wraps all day. That was under embargo, folks. It was under embargo. Yeah, um, it's it's things that's made way. I think, as we mentioned earlier, they've not they've not been looking that great. Aston Villa. I think I, I would want to get rid of Ings anyway next week, and with the volatility, Lukaku potentially rising, um, Ben Rama rising. I've done Son to Ben Rama as well. Uh, the slight vagueness around whether we're going to know if Son's fit or not was off put in. And with that there, I wasn't going to captain, with that injury doubt, I wasn't going to captain him this week, which is kind of the main reason I picked him in my team to start with. So with it looking like it was going to be between Antonio and Bruno for my captain, I decided just to, if there was one place in my team where I could definitely. Well, not definitely, but sort of take a calculated gamble on where to save money. I decided it was Son. Uh, I, I don't think he's that highly owned amongst a lot of the engaged players. Like he's not in the Twitter template as well. He's not 
he's not one of the ones that's high owned. So if he does punish me, hopefully it won't affect my rank too badly, that move. Um, and I just think Ben Rama's just going to keep rising uh, in price. I think he's, if he gets another attacking return or two, he could do what Mares did that season where he was 5.5 at Leicester and just end up being close to like seven or eight by the end of the season. So I did want to um, make that switch last night uh, to get to get on that that money that money train, the Ben Rama money train, and um, Ben White's also made way for Luke Ayling. Talked about Leeds' fixtures. I think uh, I can be happy with Ayling for six, seven, eight weeks there, just as a consistent option playing playing at right back for Leeds. And you, you never, I don't, I wasn't really sure with Ben White when he was gonna. If he gets COVID, is it long COVID? When will he come back? Do I even want an Arsenal defender now with how they've been looking? So yeah, I had to make I had to make those. I think I had to make three to be able to afford Lukaku. I had to do that. Um, and Ben White was. I think he, he's going to drop this week. So it was team. T- all three were kind of focused on team value. If it was last season, I probably wouldn't have gone early. But this season, so Ben White's the same price as Ailing, right? So he could have made the two. Right, yeah. So I think maybe that maybe it was the the fact that um, White's set to drop this week. That, right, yeah. That, um, yeah, and um, I do like sometimes when you've got two free transfers to make three. It's kind of like a little mini wild card. Um, so I, when I, when I have been patient enough to say two, I do kind of sometimes just yeah use use that minus four to make three transfers and freshen things up. So so yeah, that's that's I've got Rom in place now, which is good. Um, Given myself a decision next week, uh, will it be a uh, Rom captain or Bruno captain? But both got plum looking fixtures, so I'll be uh, what, keeping what, what um... bombshell to end on because I've been contemplating Rom all ever since that performance. So, yeah, it's a question of do you go early or do you wait till after the international break? But you've obviously gone early, yeah. It's, it's, it's like I said before, I think if, if he scores against Liverpool, which you know could easily happen, then. His his transfers in will be like what Ben Rama's was last night. I think everyone will just be going for it for that, with that Aston Villa at home fixture next. So, yeah, I can I could see his price being twelve million by the international break potentially, or just after the international break. So I I, I did just yeah decide to make that move. Um, a little bit rash maybe, but yeah, it's 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 good for team value. And if it if it looks like it's all gone tits up, still got the wild card, so you can sort of be a bit. You can be a little bit more aggressive when you've still got that that wild card to use, can't you? Yep, definitely. Um, Ben's asking if you can send a picture to get his opinion on his squad. Yeah, sure. Just at premium underscore FPL on Twitter and we'll be happy to answer your query there. Um, I think that's it for this week though, isn't it? We've covered quite a lot there. Um, Hopefully you enjoyed. We've got a bit of engagement there, which is great from the live listen. Um, Hopefully you enjoyed it. As I said, get in touch at premium underscore FPL with any talking points or you want any questions answered and hopefully we can answer them. Yeah, don't, don't forget to, um, if you've um, if you've had a bit of fun, like the uh, YouTube video if you're watching live and um, please give us a uh, subscribe and set the um, notifications bell on so you find, you uh, get a notification when we go when we go live again. And uh, if you're snogging, marrying or avoiding anyone this week, um, let us know in the comments. <laughs> Thanks all. We'll see you next week and uh, have a great game week.